Um, and then since we're doing this online, we're going to do a brief communion setting as well, as long as we're here. So I've added that stuff in. Uh, if you want to prepare stuff, that's great. If not, that's fine too. But uh, this should be what you're used to. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Lord Jesus Christ, we confess that we have failed you as we did your first disciples. We ask for your mercy and your help. Our selfishness betrays you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We fail to share the pain of your suffering. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We run away from those who abuse you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We are afraid of being known to belong to you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. Dear friends, God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together through Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May Almighty God strengthen you with the power of the Holy Spirit so that Christ might live in your hearts through faith. Amen. We'll be doing verses one through three today. Let us pray. 
O God, you gave your only Son to suffer death on the cross for our redemption. And by his glorious resurrection, you delivered us from the power of death. Make us die every day to sin, so that we may live with him forever in the joy of the resurrection. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from 1 Corinthians. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which also you stand, through which also you are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and thence of the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he also appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Joy where she 
to her. We have seen the Messiah here for all the world. We have seen the Messiah here for all the world. And This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb and told no one, for a terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This was, of course, supposed to be the first Sunday that we were going to be outside gathering together. And it was easy to imagine that that was what resurrection is all about, moving from death into life. It's probably easy to look around right now and see all kinds of green shoots, both literal and metaphorical. You see your friends and neighbors getting vaccinated. You see people gathering with family they hadn't been able to see for so long. You see people planning weddings that don't have an asterisk next to the date. It's easy to look at the world and see signs of new life. But once you start looking around, it's easy to see signs of all kinds of other things too. You see our community members who are still out of work or facing eviction, people still struggling with addiction and isolation and depression, the same racism and xenophobia manifesting itself. And to state the glaringly obvious, if you don't have the privilege of living in a high-income country, you're probably not going to get a jab in your arm for quite a long time. 
If it's easy to find signs of life, it feels just as easy to find signs of death. Death and life aren't as separate as oil and water. Sometimes death and life are all wrapped up with each other. They combine in ways that can be as jarring as they are comforting. Our lives in our world aren't just life or death, they're both. And so is St. Mark's account of the resurrection that we just heard. St. Mark's account is, at first glance, strange. It isn't very long. The risen Jesus never appears to anyone. The women at the tomb are told to go spread the good news, and they don't tell anyone about what just happened. And for the grammar fans, Mark's gospel ends with a conjunction, which would be something like, reader, I married him because the end. It's such an abrupt ending that people in the early church started making up their own endings and tacking them on. Stories where Jesus appears to the disciples and ascends into heaven. You know, things like Easter stories. They make the whole thing a little more uplifting and positive that put a nice bow on the end of the story. But if Mark's ending strikes us as weird, it's probably because we imagine resurrection as a kind of reversal. If we had to explain it in our own words, we'd probably say that it's the day when Jesus came back to life. But you notice that the authors of the scriptures never describe it that way. Not the gospel writers, not the author of Revelation, not St. Paul. They say Jesus has been raised. They say he's been given new life. They say he's broken the bonds of death. But they never say he's come back to life. They're clear because resurrection isn't about going back. It isn't about undoing Good Friday and going back to the way things were. It isn't about getting the disciples back together and just going back out to the good old days. So even when we talk about new life, we're still acknowledging death. Jesus has been raised from death, but death and its effects are still all around us. Alleluia, Christ might be risen, but families flee their homes, people get evicted, kids go hungry, evil goes unpunished, we get sick, and we die. And perhaps that's why we need St. Mark's account of the resurrection in particular this year. Because what we need is really not a story that gets wrapped up nicely, or a cliche on hope that's based on nothing, or a look on the bright side, or we'll make it through this but a story about what it means to have the courage to go on following Jesus in a world that seems to be balanced between life and death. To live in the light of the resurrection isn't to act as if those things don't exist or can be undone, but to inhabit a world in which we can live as if no degradation keeps us from participating in God's life. That even in death in its many forms, we are still in relationship with God. There's no situation that's beyond God's redemption and remaking. Our own expectations and horizons are not God's. And when we look at death in its myriad forms, we know that God is still present on the other side of that too. Easter doesn't get rid of all of our problems, but it does tell us there's no situation that we encounter that God hasn't encountered before us. There's no time when we can't move forward together.
And that going forward isn't easy. It's easier to just get cynical about the world. It's easier to think things become important when they affect our own lives. It's easier to just want to go back to the way things were. Like the women at the tomb following Jesus out of the Easter garden means living with some mixture of terror and amazement. Sometimes on the same day, maybe even at the same time. But Jesus never promises us that living in the light of the resurrection is easy. He only says it's possible. Rabbi Hillel, the commentator, once said that you should live your life as if the world is equally balanced between good and evil. And you should live as if your next action will tip the scale. And St. Mark tells us something similar. That the world is filled with life and death. But in his resurrection, Jesus tips the scale. The world might be full of life and death, and we might find ourselves filled with terror and amazement. And yet, Christ is still risen. The tomb is empty. The scale is tipped. So follow the risen Christ into the world and flood the path with light. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I'd lift your name on high. Lord, I'd love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. you to unmute yourself as we join the church around the world confessing our faith using the words of the apostles creed i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth i believe in jesus christ god's only son our lord who was conceived by the holy spirit born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified died and was buried he descended to the dead on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen.
Alive in the risen Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. <clears throat> Praise to you for the power revealed in the resurrection. Fill your church with the power of your love that is stronger than death. Send us to tell the good news wherever death holds sway. Hear us, O God. Your, your mercy. Praise to you for your life at work in resurrection. Fill all creation with your life. Bring it to blossom and flourish. Use it to remind us of your persistent grace. Cultivate our care for what you have entrusted to us. Hear us, O God. Your mercy. Your mercy. Praise to you for the peace made possible in the resurrection. Fill all nations with your peace. Draw together people of all nations and languages, reveal new possibilities, and inspire new beginnings. We pray especially this week for the people of Albania, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, Croatia, Kosovo, Montenegro, North Macedonia, Serbia, and Slovenia. Hear us, O God. You are merciful. Praise to you for the hope of the resurrection. Fill all in need with hope, those who are afraid or confused, those who are sick or suffering, those who are dying and all who grieve. Assure them of your promises. Hear us, O God. Your mercy Set our hearts on fire with love for you, O Christ, our God, that in its flame we may love you with all our heart, all our mind and our soul and all our strength and love our neighbors as ourselves. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. With thanksgiving, we remember those who have died. Keep us in communion with all the saints until we at last find our rest in you. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We offer, the, we offer these prayers in the name of the one who loves us to the end, Jesus, our Redeemer, Amen. Amen. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. And also with you. Let us pray. God, our provider, you have fed us not with bread alone, but with words of grace and life. Bless us and these your gifts which we receive from your bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may the Lord be with you. And, and also with you. with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, it right. is right to give our thanks and praise. We give you thanks, Father, through Jesus Christ, our beloved Son, whom you sent in this end of the ages to save and redeem us and to proclaim to us your will. He is your word inseparable from you, through whom you created all things, in whom you take delight. He is your word sent from heaven to a virgin's womb. He there took on our nature and our lot and was shown forth as your Son, born of the Holy Spirit and of the Virgin Mary. He, our Lord Jesus, fulfilled all your will and won for you a holy people. He stretched out his hands in suffering in order to free from suffering those who trust you. He is the one who handed over to a death he freely accepted in order to destroy death, 
to break the bonds of the evil one, to crush hell underfoot, to give light to the righteous, to establish his covenant, and to show forth the resurrection. Taking bread and giving thanks to you, said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering then his death and resurrection, we take this bread and cup, giving you thanks that you have made us worthy to stand before you and serve you as your priestly people. Send your spirit upon these gifts of your church. Gather into one all who share this bread and cup. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to establish our faith and truth that we may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. name. Thy kingdom come, come, thy thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. trespasses, As as we forgive forgive those who trespass against us. 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 And lead us not into temptation. temptation, But deliver us from evil. evil. For thine is the kingdom. kingdom, And and the power. And the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see the Lord is good. Let us pray. Wellspring of joy, through this meal you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And all the trees of 
the fields shall clap their hands. The Lord Almighty shall be praised. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. The word of the Lord shall be forever. This time we open things up for any announcements, joys, and concerns. Did anyone have anything they want to share with the congregation? I have two brief things. One is next weekend, we're going to move to one service on Sunday mornings at 930. Uh, it'll be online. Uh, if the weather is bad or we have COVID issues like we did today, we'll move everything online. Otherwise, we'll be outside and we'll have Jason and Fred. Uh, so it's going to be heavy on music, which should be should be good. Uh, and then the Lutheran World Relief Personal Care Kits, we were going to have I don't know, three opportunities for people to drop stuff off this week. We only had one, so I'm gonna wait a couple of weeks and give some more chances for people to drop stuff off. Uh, but thank you to everyone who's brought stuff in for that so far. That's all I have. I invite you to receive the blessing. God of our salvation, you have restored us to life and brought us back again into your love through the triumphant death and resurrection of Christ. Continue to heal us as we go to live and work in the power of your spirit, to your praise and glory. And may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is risen. Thanks be to God.